pay. Money. Yes. If you're like me, you're no doubt a big fan of this podcast, The Pope on Film. I mean, who is it nowadays? But only real fans, true hardcore fans that have been with us since day one would know two facts about the both of us. Two undeniably really real and not made up on the spot facts about the both of us. America's hottest will they or won't they couple, Bunny and Steve. First and foremost, the first fact that you would know about the both of us is the uh, is the fact that Bunny, when you are not doing the podcast, you are an avid collector. Now, tell us, Bunny, what is the thing that you collect? I collect those. Like, it's it's terrible. I'm an expert in the field, and I can't remember what they're called. I'm pretty sure they're called the babushkas, the little Russian dolls. Russian nesting dolls. Yes. Uh, and I, I find them all over the world and variations thereof. Um, nice. Like many people do not know that the Fabergé egg. Yes. Uh, the Fab well, there are several Fab Fabergé eggs. Um, but the one I broke had another Fabergé egg in it. Ooh. So, you know, being a, a scientist and an explorer in the field, I had to pick the one, that one up and break it too. And motherfucker, another Fabergé egg inside. Did anyone ever try to pick up Gary Coleman? <laughs> <laughs> just saying I wouldn't be surprised if there was another smaller Gary Coleman inside of Gary Coleman he is full of tinier men yeah tinier Coleman yeah yeah so so that is what I, I, I collect I collect the little Russian babushka dolls nice nice that's a good collection that's a yeah. good collection I'm very proud uh, and the second thing that you would know about me is that I'm a lover of history. I love it, but I'm also a storyteller. So what I like to do at this part of the podcast is find a story from the history books, maybe one that people don't know very well, and reword it via my own unique storytelling style. And that's what this is, another educationally uneducational installment of Steve's Historic Approximations. Dun, dun, dun. Or Shap, as I like to call it, repeatedly, annoyingly, whether anyone wants me to or not. Personally, I like the name Shap. It is an old podcast segment, but it looks extremely young. It's the Gary Coleman of podcast segments. <laughs> yes. Or if you don't like that, the Emmanuel Lewis of podcast segments. Anywho, yes. this week's Shappity Shap Shap will be about farts. This is a shap about farts. But to be clear, these aren't your regular dollar store, blue collar, Joe Public, mass market, dumbed down, idiotic, uncultured, trashy, poor, cheap, unsophisticated, common people, fast food, vulgar farts, okay? Okay. These are not, this isn't a lowbrow segment. Just because it's about farts doesn't mean this is lowbrow. These farts are. Top of the line farts. Yes. Okay. 
high class, exclusive, premier, handcrafted, deluxe, luxurious, top quality, upper class, grade A, superior, cultured, eminent, elite, deluxe, chic, vogue, elegant, swanky, posh farts we're talking about here. <laughs> posh farts. Top of the line, swanky farts. Yes. Is what we're talking about. So Pinky's up for the classy stuff because these farts are from France. Uh-huh. French farts, which everyone knows is vastly superior to the uncultured farts that we get here in America. That's yes. how you know that this week's chef is going to have some classy farts in it. Oh, yes. So this is the story of a French man named Joseph Pujol... Which sounds a lot like, but is not a legendary Dominican baseball player. That's Albert Pujols. He played 11 seasons for the Cardinals. Whereas our focus, Joseph Pujol, P-U-J-O-L, Pujol, he was famous for farts. Essentially, Joseph Pujol was the Paul Flart mall cop of his time. Okay. That is a callback. Paul Flart is the name of a professional farter. If you would like to learn more about Paul Flart, visit our May 2018 episode of The Pope on Film. That was when that episode aired. Go check that out. It's very good. Joseph Pujol was born in Marseille in France in 1857. He was one of five kids. And maybe this is just Bella talking. Maybe yeah. this is just my child Bella's love of the Umbrella Academy seeping through. But what would have been great is if the father uh, got all five kids and they all had farting powers and became a family crime-fighting fart team. Yeah. That's, what I'm, that's what I'm picturing in my head. I think... If you want to go to the Umbrella Academy, you'd be fart number one, fart number two, fart number three, fart number four, and fart number five. I, though, am of a different generation. I like to think we go the Power Ranger team. Blue fart. Yellow fart. Yeah. We need to stop him. So that's, that's how. Yeah, I see the colors. I see the yeah. colors. So one yeah. day, Joseph. But the, but the big coming. problem with a project like this is that Howard Stern seems to believe he has farts copyrighted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has he, he yeah, he has the copyrights of farts. I want to do for history what Howard Stern did for autobiographies. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so one day Joseph is a young man and he's swimming in the sea. Okay? Okay. He's swimming in I love this story so much. This is so funny. So he's swimming in super cold water and he's swimming and he's having fun. And wow, this is absolutely the wrong time to learn that you can deeply inhale water into your ass with your super powerful sphincter muscles. <laughs> okay. Basically, he, he, he has the sphincter muscles of... He has superhero sphincter muscles. He's he's one of the weirdest X-Men. <laughs> okay. Kind of like from Mystery Men, Spleen. Yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. he's in the cold, cold seawater, and suddenly he's like, holy shit. It's like someone shoved an icy rod up my butthole. 
there is something wrong with me. Was I just stabbed? And and, and Joseph goes, Sequi dans le monde? Which, okay. which translates to what in the world in French? I'm not sure if you guys realize this, but uh, yes, I know a ton of French. Okay. So, uh, yes, I can have entire conversations uh, in French. Uh, it, was, it was Pepe Le Pew, wasn't it? Baguette. Légeron. Biff. You probably don't know what that is, but uh, biff is French for beef. Yes. You probably don't know that. Uh, and, of course, uh, if you really want to impress a lady, go up to her and say this bit of French. Hey, omelette du fromage. That'll really impress the ladies. You are creeping me out, Eleanor, so much. But I appreciate, yeah. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. But if Into the Spider-Verse has taught me anything, all you really need to do is go, Hey. The shoulder touch. Yeah. Love that movie. So Joseph is freaking out because it looks like he's been, it feels like he's been stabbed with like an icy sub-zero winds. And so he swims to the shore and he's shocked to see a ton of water just shooting out of his ass like a fountain. Okay. So he now learns that he has super deluxe strong sphincter muscles and can just suck up a ton of water into his rectum, into his lower intestine, and then uh, tightening his muscles, shoot it out like a spectacular uh, but very bizarre Disney World fountain show. Oh, man. So, so Joseph's <sighs> sphincter muscles were super strong. He could essentially inhale from his ass and exhale with sur surprising strength. He gets older, he's in the army, and he would entertain people with his bizarre water fountain ass. Yeah. And he would just be like, uh, you guys want to see something very funny? Somebody give me a pan of water. Now watch this. And he just sucks up all of the water from the pan and then just shoots it out massively yards away, yards away. And people loved Joseph and his amazing Technicolor anal muscles. <laughs> and so I assume during one of his impromptu army butt shows that one of the soldiers asks him, hey, uh, you can inhale water from your ass. Can you inhale air and shoot that out? And Joseph was all, <gasps> Mandu. And that's how Joseph Pujol became an accomplished farter. Okay. Joseph Pujol was so good at farting those daddy special glasses. You are not allowed to wear those. He was so good at farting. He, he was so incredible at farting that he could impersonate musical instruments with his anal sphincter muscles. Okay. He could pretend to be different instruments with just his butt. So after the army, he became a baker in France and he's working at his bakery. And to entertain people, he would just start playing a song on his butt while helping people. He would be entertaining customers with his farts and people would just ask like, excuse me, 
who is playing the flute right now? <laughs> and Joseph Pujol would be like, oh, well, of course, I have musicians hiding behind the counter. They're laying down on the, on the floor playing music for your entertainment. Have a good day. And he was such an anal entertainer that he held his first stage show in Marseille's in 1887. And it was such a hit. Uh, Joseph Pujol and his amazing ass that he moved to Paris. And who knocks on his door? The Moulin Rouge! <laughs> legendary cabaret in Paris and they say ah yes Joseph the Farter you would be a fine addition to the Moulin Rouge cabaret and in 1892 Joseph Pujol premiered in Paris at the Moulin Rouge as Le Petoman <laughs> Peter meaning to fart and man, M-A-N-E, meaning maniac. Joseph Pujol, the fartomaniac. He became a famous 19th century French farter. Apparently, that was a career path back then. And one of the things... Stop covering the camera. One of the things that Joseph Pujol was known for, he was able to play O Sole Mio on an ocarina by shoving a rubber hose up his butthole. And I love that... Okay, 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 wait a second here. What year was this again? Uh, 1892 is when he premiered at the Moulin Rouge. Yeah, okay. In in an age where, like, even radio hasn't been invented, you know? Mm-hmm. He'd get my money. Yeah. I would totally go to a show. He can what? Yeah, I gotta fucking see that. <laughs> yeah. So, 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 yeah, he would play O Sole Mio on an ocarina by shoving a tube up his butthole and then blowing the air into the ocarina and then playing O Sole Mio. And I love it. I love the fact that when you think of, you know, Paris in the late 19th century, you think of elegance and style and top hats and canes and the height of class, but the reality is. Hey, honey, let's go get dressed up and watch a baker shove a tube up his ass. <laughs> and, like, I love that. Well, you're also talking right around the culture where uh, Grand Guignol was, was yeah. doing extremely well. You know, yeah. their heyday where, where it'd be like, honey, let's go watch a live surgery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Real classy, France. Good yeah. on you. Le Petoman was the most profitable act at the Moulin Rouge. <laughs> now, now, this pisses me off because I did not see the film Moulin Rouge, but I'm pretty sure that Ewan McGregor didn't do an entire song with his asshole. Yes. 
If you want to make the Moulin Rouge musical, make it authentic, is, is all I'm saying. Have Ewan McGregor just take down his pants, play Oh Sole Mio with just his asshole. Yeah. Use that movie. That's what I want to see. Yes. Ewan McGregor's butthole. Eventually, Le Petto Man and the Moulin Rouge broke up. Because uh, uh, Joseph had a friend and he was in dire financial straits. So uh, Joseph Pujol was like, hey, uh, I can. uh, How about I raise some money for you? I'll put on an impromptu show and I'll raise money and I'll give it to you. Here you go. Here is uh, the show. I have helped you, my friend. And then the Moulin Rouge came along and said, "Uh, excuse me, this show was not approved by the Moulin Rouge, you just put on this show, what, to raise money for a friend? Not cool. So the Moulin Rouge fined him 3,000 francs, and so Le Petto Man said, um, excuse me, if you're going to fine me, the world's most accomplished professional farter, I will take my butt elsewhere. And so he started a very successful traveling show. Stop trying to hijack Shap, Eleanor. So he eventually married and had kids and they lived a very wealthy life. But I imagine he wasn't invited to career day at school. Yeah. And it's like, oh, is it career day? Would you like me to come? I can fart on your classmates. A lot of fun. When I was a headliner in Paris, audiences always liked it when I farted. Yes. Mm-hmm. His son, Farty Jr., that's not his real name, but I'd like to think that it is. His son would later describe his dad's gift as, quote, and I would like to say one of the greatest quotes of all time. Um, it was a veritable fart fantasia. So, hey, Disney, I've got a great idea for a movie. <laughs> I'm calling it Fartasia. Just, just <laughs> yeah. give me a call. That's that's my idea. A- after World War One, sadly, he went back to being a baker. But I'd like to think that he was a baker that was farting on everything. Yes. So, just and I know that I say well, this at the well, end. Of- well, 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 well. He he would be a baker, but he would. Definitely have to have an assistant because he wouldn't want to get too close to the fucking oven, you know? Yes. Good point. Good point. Thank you. But like he's got to he's got to be highly, highly flammable. You know. Well, he wasn't passing gas. It was a common misconception of the people of France that he was passing gas, but he wasn't. He was just inhaling air and exhaling it because he was a mutant born with the weirdest power. Yes. And Professor is like, okay, I'm doing this one. See, if we get him into the Xavier school... He'll be able to learn how to fly. With his butt. Nice. Eventually the X-Men are... Stop. Eventually the X-Men are going to be like, 
Oh no, Magneto has has, uh, taken over this building and the only way to stop... It's your fault. The only way to stop Magneto is by playing O Sole Mio on an ocarina with just your ass. Where's your your body? And Wolverine is like, oh, my claws aren't good for this one, mate. Mate, the mate. And Rogue is like, I can't do that, sugar. <laughs> and then so Professor back. Xavier is like, okay, hold on. I know a guy. <laughs> yeah. And then the adventures of Le Petalman. Like yeah, sure, like Sugar Bear. So can't get back. enough of that sugar Chris. Sugar Chris. I'm coming for you, Granny. Yeah. yeah. I know I've said this a bunch of times, but uh, when people think of the Moulin Rouge, they think of class and sophistication. What they also should be thinking of is farts. Yeah. Farts. 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 So, farts were the height of sophistication back in the day in France. So, yeah. Maybe that's why Jerry Lewis is such a big hit. And hey, remember. The Day the Clown Cried, coming summer 2024. Is it? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Jerry Lewis, do- before his death, he gave an unfinished copy. Uh, he gave an unfinished copy of The Day the Clown Cried to the like the National Library, the Library of Congress, with the expressed... Uh, demand that it only be released to be seen by the public a number of years after his death. So June 2024 is when we will be able to see The Day the Clown Cried. I hope we get a teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. But and I, this movie can go so many ways, man. I've heard some a few different things about it. So it's it's either a work of genius or a complete pile of shit. And I really I need to tell. find out which one it is. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't like Jerry Lewis like at all, but I will say that. Uh, I think that he was considered crazy for making Roberto Benigni's Life is Beautiful decades before Roberto Benigni had the idea for Life is Beautiful. Yeah. And that's what I think The Day the Clown Cried is. Yeah. That he just came up with a funny idea for the Holocaust, and that's not... You know, he wasn't, it, it wasn't the first time someone came up with that. Yeah. He was just considered mad for it at the time. Anyway, more people should know about the French farter. I am spreading the word of Joseph Pujol, Le Peto Man. There is actual uh, a, a silent video footage of him performing. Yeah. So there is footage of him in his top hat, you know, on stage at the Moulin Rouge performing. So at least we have that. You can add your own sound effects, but (laughs) there is footage of this man. He did exist. And more people should know about the life of uh, one of the world's most impressive farters. 
So that's it for this week. I don't know what we're doing next week, but join us for more educationally uneducational fun with Steve's Historic Approximations. And cut on that. Ready? Yes. Uh, we still have a movie to get to. We have to talk about um, Mr. Show. We need to talk about Liam Neeson. We need to talk about uh, Joe versus the Volcano. We need to talk about um, Godzilla versus Kong. And we have a great uh, list that's coming up that you're going to want to stick around for. But before we get to any of that, maybe we should take a break. Should we take a break? We should take a break. break. Not ask you. You were on double secret probation. We should take a break. I did not ask you. You should take a break. But Bunny says we should take a break. We will be right back with more of the Poop on Film after these messages. Nice scatting. And break. 